down Locked On Gulls. The winning streak begins for San Diego against the San Jose Ooh Barracuda. We'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering minor league hockey for well over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. This show is available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. My Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So let's get right into it. This is Goals Thursday, where we talk about the San Diego Goals and some prospects along the way every Thursday here on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. So that's when it becomes Locked On Goals. So, you know, because I do cover the AHL, I've been working in the minor leagues for a long, long, long time. And, you know, it's fun for me to really talk about these minor leaguers, especially when some of them are going to be future Ducks. Or in one case, one of them is a former Duck. But we'll talk about that in a second. So the goals had two games over the last week. And they were two good games against a struggling Barracuda team. Is that the best way to put it? I mean, they're not exactly murderer's row here. I mean, the San Jose Barracuda, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop being nice. They're, They're dead last. They're last in the division. They are last in the Western Conference as of this recording with a 354 percentage. So they are in last place in the Western Conference. In fact, I misspoke. They're not just last in the Western Conference. They're last in the entire AHL. So they're bad. They're really bad. And of course, San Diego took advantage against a not-so-good team. So starting with Friday's game at Pachanga Arena in front of... Okay, so it says 65-75, but it was a raucous 6,000 people at Pachanga Arena in San Diego. The crowd was having fun. It was beer night. You know, one other thing of note is that it was third jersey night. That's right. The goals wore their throwback-inspired third jerseys. That's those nice ocean blues with the orange. I love those jerseys. Those might be some of my favorite third jerseys in the entire AHL. So on this game, it was Alexei Melanchuk versus Luka Dostal. Yeah, the star goalie of the San Diego Goals. Ducks fans definitely remember that name. Lucas Dostal did get a couple starts with Anaheim earlier this season when the Ducks were going through their COVID issues. So Dostal is the guy in San Diego and with good reason because he was on top of his game this night. One other note, Braden Tracy was still out for this game. And another another note, Axel Anderson, he was out on this Friday night game with a non-COVID illness. So just want to point that out. Yeah, we still have non-COVID illnesses, but he wasn't feeling well. So that's what happened. So picking things up early on in the first period. Both teams with some key power play opportunities. Trevor Carrick got nailed for tripping. Adam Raska got a high stick. Kyle Topping got a holding call. All of those power plays wound up to absolutely nothing for either team, but not before San Diego had a couple very high quality chances in that first period. And I want to talk about this, just those chances really quick. So I did like that Trevor Carrick is starting to become more aggressive on the power play, something that we haven't seen a whole lot of early in the season, but Carrick starting to show that aggressiveness, starting to show, you know, put it towards the net and see what happens. You never know if there's going to be a deflection or a rebound. So I liked seeing that out of that second power play unit. And even after that, 
the goals did put up some quality opportunities to no avail. So it was scoreless in the first period. The first period was kind of, yeah, okay, it was fine. Second period, that's when all the action happened. And that was where the fun really begun for the goals fans. And that's when they got super into the game. First San Diego goal, Jack Bedini scored off a rebound. Or no, no, he didn't score. Oh, yeah, it was Jack Bedini who off a rebound showed his quick hands by bouncing it off the backboards to a waiting Hunter Drew who got it just past Melnichuk, who was way out of position. So that was the first goal for San Diego, and that was Hunter Drew's seventh of the season. Oh, by the way, an assist to Jacob Larson. We'll be hearing that name more a little bit later. So that made it one nothing San Diego. But then just 27 seconds later, Cody Curran gets burned, burned by Evan Wenger, who used his body to protect the puck and kept the puck to put it just past Luka Dostal to make it a 1-1 tie. That was Evan's eighth of the season. Then, just a minute and a half later, helped by Lucas Elvinus, who directed a cross-ice pass to Brendan Gooley, he then passes it behind the net to Vanilla Terry, and he snaps a quick pass to Brent Gates Jr., who was just left wide open in the slot. There was no one around Brent Gates Jr. in the middle. What was the San Jose defense thinking right there? You had two guys covering Gooley for some reason. You had a guy covering Vinny Terry behind the net. What, was La- was Letary going to do a lacrosse goal right there? Is that why someone left their post on Brent Gates and they said, no, we have to cover Vinny Terry behind the net? Nope. As soon as a defender committed to Vinny wide open was Brent Gates in the slot. In the slot! That high danger area. Bad defense by San Jose and San Diego made him pay for it. They took advantage of the error. That made it 2-1 San Diego. Then, just after that, a sloppy turnover by Bryce Kendop resulted in an odd man rush as Jasper Weatherby directed a perfect outlet pass to Jaden Hogbowax to tie the game at two. Then, a little bit later, actually not even that much later, 17 seconds later, Vinny Letary won a key faceoff right to Lucas Elvinus, who then quickly snapped a cross-ice pass to Trevor Carrick. Then Carrick blasts a shot from the blue line, but that shot gets blocked, and that was a big block too. And the puck went right to Cody Curran. Then Curran does a slight kind of little shot fake. Not a big one, but just kind of like racistic a little bit. Thought he was going to shoot it. I thought he was going to shoot it. But a slight shot fake. Then passed it to a waiting Brent Gates Jr. Who was just right there reading a magazine. No one was around him on the right faceoff dot. To blast it in right past Melnichuk's seven hole. Fans got into it with that one. It was 3-2 San Diego. That's Brent Gates' fourth of the season and second of the game. At this point, I loved, loved that the fans got into it. And San Diego fans, if you're listening, I love when you all do this. Because y'all got into it with the 1-2-3. It's all your fault. You suck. Loser. Chant. I love that chant. I love going down to San Diego and hearing that chant from all the faithful goals fans. You guys are awesome. So the rest of the second period 
turns into the Luca Dostal hour as San Diego gave the Barracuda plenty of opportunities, and Dostal had to make some great saves, including a key save against Jake McGrew, who was left wide open, kind of on a breakaway, in the middle of the period. After that goal's goal, shots were 9-4 San Jose after that goal, after San Diego took a 3-2 lead. Then the third period turns into the Luca Dostal show. The bakery was closed. San Jose began the period on a power play, which then turned into a two-man advantage after a Daniel Regan delay of game penalty. But just, just as the first two-man penalty finished, Nicholas Bruyard got two for slashing, and on that PK... Okay, you ready for this? I, I mentioned the name earlier. Jacob Larson. Yes, that Jacob Larson, Ducks fans. He used his long stick to prevent a couple high-quality chances from San Jose. And his play on the PK was key in stopping the Barracuda from tying it. And you talk about a guy who's been up and down, hasn't exactly worked out with the Anaheim Ducks. But he's kind of finding his role with the San Diego goals right now. So it hasn't worked out with the Ducks, but at least it's working out with the goals. And he's providing that key spark on the PK and using that active stick to prevent any kind of goal opportunity from happening. Happening rather, So great to see Jacob Larson doing the work, doing the hard work, and keeping it 3-2 to two at the time. So I, I loved the play on the PK, and that's off the Barracuda. And during that same penalty kill, John Leonard nearly tied it up, but it rang off the post. And right as the PK finishes, Jake McGrew nailed Brendan Gooley with the high stick, and the goals get a four-minute power play out of it, where they came up empty, but not without some big shots. There was a blast from Cody Curran that damn near went in. After Almost went in. After that power play, it was all Luca Dostal. Say it with me. The bakery is closed. John Broadbent, I hope you're listening, buddy. But the bakery was closed. The Barracuda put up nearly every shot after that. Shots on goal, by the way. Second period, 14 to 7 in favor of San Jose, 22 to 6. Yeah, 22 to 6 in the third period. So that means after San Diego took a 3 to 2 lead, shots on goal were 31 to 10. 31 to 10 in favor of San Jose. Look, you're making Luca Dostal do all that work. Yeah, you're showcasing his talents by having him get all these saves. I guess that's great for Dostal. He's getting the work in. But my God, give the guy a breather, why don't you? So the Barracuda just put up shot after shot after shot. But it was to no avail for San Jose. There was the empty netter by Greg Prince on a nice unselfish pass from Bryce Kindop. And before that, Bo Grew got an assist. Bryce Kindop, I think he could have gotten that goal. But he found a wide open Greg Prince who had an easier shot. So there you go. The Fresh Prince got his fifth of the season. And that's your final score, folks. 4-2 to two in front of a raucous crowd in San Diego. That was an amazing game, folks. And if you haven't been to a game in San Diego, you've got to go check it out. Because it is a fun, fun time down there. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about this game. And talk about some of the key players on both games. After this brief word from Bet Online which is where the game starts. And folks, football season is over, but you have the latest lines in the NBA, the NHL, you have boxing, MMA, 
all those great lines and you also have the latest news and information, we have it all at betonline.net. Hey, go over there right now. Head to the website using your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action because Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Once again, that's betonline.net, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is part of the umbrella of Locked On Ducks. You, you know the whole deal. It is Goals Thursday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. And let's talk about the game that just took place on Friday really quickly before I move on to last night's game. So a couple key takeaways from that last game. Luka Dostal was brilliant on that game. He stopped a lot of shots. He stopped 43 of 45 shots. This guy has been amazing. He is a star in the making. I also gave some props to, yes, Jacob Larson. I gave him his props. But I also have not mentioned his name on the podcast yet. But Jacob Perot, he was playing much more aggressively and looking to score. He didn't get credited with any official shots, but he had a couple of high danger chances and getting more involved in the offense is what he's doing right now. So it's good to see Jacob Perot try to get in there. He's been in a bit of a scoring slump recently. But again, good to see him try to get in there, try to get in the action. And, you know, unfortunately for him, he didn't score. But hey, at least the goals won the game. That's the important thing is San Diego won a game that they needed to win, frankly. So after that, they traveled well, they stayed home for a while, then traveled up to San Jose to take on the Barracuda once again, this time at the Shark Tank in front of about 400 fans and thousands of fans dressed as empty seats. It was Luka Dostal and Alexei Melnichuk once again. And on this game, it was the goals coming out right away. Brent Gates Jr. continued where he left off, scoring his third goal in two games on a slick pass. From Braden Tracy, who was now back in the lineup, thank God. Braden Tracy, a sick, sick cross-ice pass to Brent Gates Jr., who again was left right open on the right face-off dot. How do you leave a guy open that long? My God. I know Braden Tracy is an amazing gifted player, and rightfully so, San Jose did double-team him. But that left Brent Gates Jr. wide open his fifth of the season. That made it 1-0 San Diego right away. But then off of a double minor by Bryce Kindop, uh, he got nailed for high sticking. So San Jose, on the four-minute power play, they scored with just a couple seconds left on that first power play. Joaquin Blickfeld scored his 15th of the season. That made it a 1-1 tie. Second period once again. That is where things got Fun. Ha ha ha. Vinny Letary. Okay. Vinny Letary, I think, has great awareness. I liked his play in Anaheim when he was with the Ducks. I've loved his play with San Diego. I think he has been a terrific, not so much an under underrated, but he's kind of underappreciated because you talk about some of the big guns. You talk about the big acquisition in Lucas Elvinus. You talk about the young guys. You talk about Braden Tracy, Jacob Perot. We talk about Luca Dostal. We got to give a little bit more credit here to Vinny Letary, who I think, 
I think fans kind of take him a little bit for granted here because he's been kind of that glue guy for the San Diego goals. Looking at some of his passing, looking at his great forechecking, he's a key player for the San Diego team, and they are darn lucky to have him around. So on this play, with about 15 minutes left in the second period, Lucas Elvinus, he got drilled. He took a high elbow from Sasha Chemlevsky. Chemlevsky just like took his left elbow, just kind of drilled him with his elbow. And Elvinus was down for a good five seconds. And after San Jose tried to recover the puck, it was kind of a loose puck behind the net. Vinny picked it up, directed the puck in front of the net, and just as Vinilitario was looking to his left, he noticed that Lucas Elvinus had just gotten up from that high elbow. Elvinus was shaken up at first, but he got up after a few seconds. Letary spotted and noticed him getting up, and he directed a pass right to a wide-open Lucas Elvinus. There was no one within a few feet of him. Elvinus put that one away, his fifth of the season, that made it 2-1 to one San Diego. Okay, I'm not going to blame San Jose for this one. Look, they thought he was down and out. They thought he was hurt. But the refs did the smart thing by not blowing the whistle because they saw Elvinus try to get up and try to skate it off. But Vinaletari said, no, you know what? Take it. Elvinus looked a little bit surprised. I could see a little bit of laughing by Lucas because at first it looked like Elvinus might have started going towards the bench. But you could see the look on Vinalateri's eyes. Vinalateri looked at Lucas. He went, oh, we're going to do this? All right. So left wide open. Kind of a surprising goal there. But hey, the goals will take it. Then after that, it got very fun. Jacob Larson getting things started and some great passing all around. In fact, it was all five San Diego goals players that touched the puck at some point here. It was Axel Anderson got in there. Alex Limoges got a touch. Then Bryce Kindop helped out there. Then he got it over to Jacob Larson, who then passed it to Axel Anderson. And Hunter Drew just kind of put this one away. Kind of a broken play. But Hunter Drew scored his eighth of the season. Great teamwork by the goals. That made it 3-1. to one. And then after that, it was on. It was fight night at the Shark Tank, where after a shot kind of went in, then it was time to do the feud. That is right. Both teams were going at it. I loved it. Cody Curran blasted one to Melnichuk. And one of the Barracuda players, they didn't like that hard shot in that Cody Curran tried to snow Melnichuk a little bit, trying to get a rebound. And no one from San Jose liked it. So you had Kyle Topping get in there. Hataka get in there. Gallant get in there for San Jose. Cody Curran got in there. Braden Tracy got in there. We even saw... Maple brother, Trevor Carrick in there. Everybody was getting in there. Everybody was pairing up. No fighting majors were issued, but a whole lot of roughing penalties. The boxes looked pretty full there for a while. And hey, got to give a little bit of credit there. Alexei Melnichuk, the Barracuda goalie, he was getting in there. He wanted to mix it up and get a little fighting going on. Kind of liked seeing that. It's kind of like, hey, all right, I see you there. I mean... Luka Dostal is not going to fight. That's not his style. That's not his game. But I could see Melnichuk kind of motion over like, hey, you want to go? Like, nah, 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 nah. We're good. The goals have a 3-1 lead. No fighting here. But Melnichuk getting a glove in the face of, I think it was Carrick. Like, he got a hand in there. Just a lot of fighting happening there. It was entertaining to say the least. 
Then, a couple minutes after all those fights, the goals were on the power play, and just as the power play was expiring, Greg Prince, left wide open, got his sixth of the season and scored a goal in consecutive games. That made it, at the time, 4-1 to San Diego. Late in the third, Lucas Elvinus got an insurance goal, his second of the game, and that's your final score, 5-1 to in favor of the San Diego goals. A great game all around. Shots were 25-23 in favor of San Jose, but the, the Barracuda, they just, they're not a good team. And San Diego starting to gain some confidence winning two games in a row. You'll love to see it. All right, we are going to come back after the second intermission, have some news and notes around the AHL, and I'll talk a little bit more about the last couple of games. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Goals. Under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, you are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we have a couple more things to talk about as far as the San Diego goals on this late goals Thursday. This episode will be coming out a little bit later. I've mentioned this several times. I record the segments normally at different times, but um, just to peel back the curtain, uh, my dog had to go to the vet today. She's laying right here next to me so you know just you know send some well wishes to my pups that's all all right so a couple notes that i did have written down that i want to talk about and these involve three players that i think have been performing pretty admirably for the goals as of recent the only reason i don't mention luca dostal in here on this note is because i talked about him a lot already in the first two segments and he's been amazing dostal the ducks fans know him the goals fans know him. like everybody knows Dostal's amazing. But there's three players that I want to kind of highlight first. One is Cody Curran. I think Curran has played a very solid 200-foot game as of recent. Uh, Curran, you know, looking for good blocks, looking for good shots. I did especially like that slight shot fake that he had on the first game against San Jose. The one This was on the third San Diego goal on last Friday where he had the slight shot fake and then pass to Brent Gates Jr. So that was a great play by Curran, but also the awareness of Curran overall. His awareness has improved quite a lot. And yes, I know he is an older player, but he's still a solid piece for the San Diego goals. I would like to see him at least one day at some point. Just give him a call up just for a couple of games. You know, let him have that taste at the NHL because why not? So just wanted to highlight Cody Curran. Another player that I definitely want to highlight is Jacob Perot. Now, he's been playing a lot more aggressive. Like I mentioned, the previous game, he was not officially credited with a shot on goal on either the last the last game on Friday. Wednesday's game, last night's game, he did get three shots on goal, and he was much more aggressive Wednesday night at the Shark Tank, but still couldn't scratch the surface. And this kind of sucks for Jacob Perot because... He got off to such a blistering hot start this season, and he's on a goalless drought. He hasn't scored since December 10th, 2021. So it's been a while since Jacob Perot scored, and even maybe not concerning, but it's something just to have noteworthy. He's got one point in his last eight games. He scored one point against Tucson. Before that, he had a point against the Stockton Heat on January 7th. So he's in a bit of a drought right now. In his last, and just looking really quickly, 
in his last 12 games, he has scored two points. Both of them were apples. So it's been a long time. And even like the first dozen or so games, he was scoring game after game after game. Remember that Jacob Perot did have an eight-game point streak at one time. So he was he was hotter than fire. But good to see him still being aggressive and picking up the aggressive play as far as offense. He's been picking that up more in the last few games. So you really like to see it, especially considering that the previous three games, or yeah, three games, three of the four games rather, he didn't take a single shot. And there was just something missing from that game. So great to see that the last couple of games. One other player that I want to talk about, and this I want to highlight a little bit more, Lucas Elvinus. Now, this is the player that was picked up in a trade with the Henderson Silver Knights or the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas needed to unload him. There was some salary stuff there. There was also lack of playing time. So good for Elvinus to now get the top minutes with the San Diego goals. And he's nearly averaging a point a game right now. In 14 games played with the goals. He's already got 12 points. And is proving to be a key player in this goals offense. And someone that I've really enjoyed watching. I liked watching him even last season in Henderson. I thought he was a great player. And another kind of young-ish player. He's only 22 years old right now. He turns 23 over the summer. So he's another kind of young kid that is developing and he's getting to that point right now where the development is ceiling could be third or fourth line player in the NHL. And I would like to see him get a look at some point with the Ducks this season, this season. I want to see that happen. So there you go. Those are three guys that I want to highlight. Um, I did write down this note, so I think it is definitely worth mentioning. Uh, Jack Rathbone of the Abbotsford Canucks had a very scary hit happen against him yesterday. And because this is Goals Thursday, and I talk about the American Hockey League and minors and juniors on Thursdays, I sometimes look at other games, and I sometimes find myself watching other games just for the sake of watching other games. And I happened to be tuning in last night to the game at Bakersfield to see how that was all going. And right as it happened, I tweeted it. There was a massive, massive hit on Jack Rathbone. Colton Sevior just delivered a bad hit. I'm not going to say anything more. I'm just going to say it was a bad hit. It was bad. And Jack Rathbone was down on the ice for about a dozen minutes. He was down and out. For a while, he was motionless. He didn't motion anything, not even like a hand movement. It wasn't until, and I first reported this, like as he was getting up on the stretcher, that he didn't have a thumbs up or anything. I first reported that. Uh, Later reports indicate that as soon as he got into like the tunnel area, that's where he kind of like motioned his hand a little bit and gave like a small thumbs up. So for what it's worth, it's good that he did have some movement. And unfortunately, the telecast did not show that but good that we had some eyewitnesses there to let me know this morning that he did in fact give a small thumbs up right at the tail end of him leaving the arena so that's good news the other good news is that he is out of the hospital so here's the latest report on jack rathbone and this is directly from the abbotsford canucks twitter quote 
Jack was alert and responsive before being taken to a local hospital following a hit that occurred during last night's game at Bakersfield. Jack was discharged from the hospital last night, and after being thoroughly assessed by physicians, he is expected to travel with the team today to Colorado. That is amazing. Considering how long he was down on the ice, it's good news that it wasn't worse than it than it is. So good news all around. It, it was a bad hit. And one more kind of note before we head off. This hit took place at Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield, California. The boards in that arena, they're not exactly the most forgiving. In fact, when you compare the boards in San Diego and Ontario, the boards have a lot more give. And then in Bakersfield, it's like hitting a brick wall. It is completely like hitting a brick wall. So, you know... Sad to see that hit happen and take place, but good news that Rathbone will come out of this in pretty decent shape. So that's the update there. All right, that's going to do it for today's Goals Thursday podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and thanks for making this your first listen of the day. And don't forget to make Locked on Bets with your boy Q your second listen of the day. And don't forget to check out Locked on NHL. We have our daily Olympic coverage with Erica Ayala, so definitely check that out. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Yeah, you want to close this out? My dog is going to close this out. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Take care of your pets. And Ducks and gulls fly together.